Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award. Ultimate dudes. Got another dude. O-line you, bunch of dudes. Lot of dudes. Yeah. Another dude in the house. Welcome to the Lot of Dudes podcast, season one, week eleven. It has officially been over a month since the Boston College Eagles' last loss. That's right. The last time Boston College lost a football game, the Red Sox were still very much alive in the ALDS. Louisville was ranked number 17 in the country, and the price of gas was $2.69. Nice. On today's episode, it will be dudeness as usual, Matt. We have dude of the week, dude or pood, dudeous corpus, and we'll preview the NC State dude pack. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, so I think I think since there was obviously, you know, bye week. Uh, I was I was a little rushed there writing that, Matt. How did how did it turn out on, on your it, end? I think it turned out great. I think okay. you should be very proud of that. I think there's nothing to be uh, nothing to be down about there at all. Okay, definitely put great. your best foot forward. So you know, I think and by, and by the way, you know, it's a bye week, so there's definitely some room for rest and relaxation. And if that came through, then then so be it. Got to got to shake the rust off a little bit. Exactly. Um, so again, obviously with with the bye week, we did not play last week. That's what the bye week means. So I figured we could just start instead with some duteous corpus. We'll kind of run around the ACC. Um, there were certainly some big games uh, last weekend uh, that you know I think are you know definitely play a big role in how the rest of the year is going to shake out. So um, wanted to kind of run around the horn here. I think the first one I wanted to touch on, and, and we'll really touch on all because there were five uh, that I had at least on my on my app. Uh, the first one there is Wake Forest, Notre Dame. My big takeaway there is, is Notre Dame is actually good. Uh, I think we've now known this for some time. We talked about it last episode, too. Wake Forest looked a lot like we looked against Notre Dame. They were kind of hanging in there, but I don't think ever really had a shot to pull it off. Uh, but the Notre Dame t- train keeps rolling on. They came out as, I think, number, what, three in the polls that were released tonight. So, um, you know, more, again, we talked about it last week, but good news and bad news of them sticking around for as long as they are. Wake Forest was my lot, and I told you this before the game. I've never been more confident about anything. I said, Matt, Wake will knock off Notre Dame. It was my upset lock of the week. Um, just had a feeling. And uh, tell you what, that was that was wrong. Uh, it was never really a game. Uh, Walford did have like 350 rushing yards, I think, something crazy like that, maybe passing. I don't know, Matt. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. It was never really really a game. I think it is getting to the point where Notre Dame is, is officially good. Um which again sucks. We've touched on that already, but um, you know they look like a, they could actually do some damage uh, postseason. So that's that's scary to think about. And um, let's hope. I, I think we're hoping for uh, for a Miami win next week, um, which which brings us into into, into the next game. Uh, Miami again. I was wrong about everything last week. I'll just I'll put my hand up. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say at least your at least your lock of the week covered my lock of the week. My lock of like the year, by the way, was uh, was Vatek winning outright and covering. And of course, they did neither of those. Miami. I, I I don't know what to think of this team. I think 
everyone, and, and this has not been like a uh, you know unique opinion. I think everyone in the college football sphere has been saying this all year. But you know, they're basically a fraud. Uh, the cardiac canes. They've needed fourth quarter comebacks to basically win every game they've they played this year. Uh, and of course, the first time all season they play a good opponent, they go out and they win by you know however many touchdowns, and it was really never close. Uh, I think does that did that clinch them the coastal? It, it it may not have like officially mathematically clinched it, but they're going to win the coastal now. That was kind of their only hiccup left. Yeah, because um, because Vatek already has a conference loss, right? Yeah, yeah they're, right. they're done. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. I think mathematically there might still be a chance because like Miami could lose their final two, but. Uh, that's not going to happen. Then they win. They win the head to head, right? I know that yeah, works. yeah. Again, I don't know. I don't know the officials, but I'll. I'll we should have looked this up beforehand, there, Matt. Well, I wrote in my notes they might already be clinched, so that's good enough for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what happened. Vatek, I was, I was so high on. I thought they were going to be. You know, I thought we we said last week if they won out, which I thought was realistic. You know, there was a chance they could get in with one loss, uh, but they decided to not show up in the biggest game. You know, in probably the last two years. And this is probably a, a stretch here, too, but my first thought was, hmm, so we lost to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech looks like shit. Maybe we, maybe we stink. And that's that's what a bye, bye week will do to you. We'll give you the kind yeah, of the bye, bye week, the, the bye week blues. The, the bye week scaries, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, I was blown away. And, and you know, Virginia Tech couldn't get the, the running game going. And Miami, I guess, does have a, a good defense deep down when they, you know, when they want to try, I guess. Um, and and their, their quarterback, who's, in my opinion, hasn't really been that great this year. Um, you know, really stepped up too. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't love their chances against Notre Dame, and I, I, I'll still pick against Notre Dame. That's just what I do. But um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame. You know, because you don't know who's going to show up with with, with Miami. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame. You know, beat them by thirty. Yeah, and I think I think you look at Notre Dame too. They've you know so far this year they've had you know they played some good teams and they've had some big wins. I mean, they beat USC, uh, obviously Michigan State. You know, they they had the big game against Georgia that they dropped. Them going back to back. You know, and if you want to even count Wake Forest as a big game, which I really won't, but um, with two, you know, serious opponents in back-to-back weeks, that's not going to phase them. Whereas Miami, this is, you know, by far last week was the biggest game of their year to date. Uh, so this is the first time they've actually had to play like real opponents back-to-back. So I think they're going to come out and lay an egg. They're only like two and a half point underdogs, um, which I guess they're at home and they are undefeated, but that seems low to me. I, I think Notre Dame is going to absolutely run away with it. Uh, I will make Notre Dame probably my lock of the week, just like I did Vatek. So. Maybe Miami will prove me wrong once again, uh, but I but I really I, I don't see them standing much of a chance. Yeah. So another another big game uh, next week. Well, I guess it's a big game uh, on paper in, in in previous years, but um, you know Clemson obviously has uh, Florida State next week. Florida State, you know, to their credit, knocked off knocked off Syracuse last week. Um, you know, last second, I think Syracuse missed a field goal or something. Yeah. By the uh, way, just the, the one note I have on that game, FSU again was horrible. Cuse must like stink. Like I think people have talked about our game with them in a couple weeks as like, you know, concerning. Obviously, we've had a hard time up in the dome in recent memory, but yeah, they're yeah, not they good. Beat, they beat Clemson in the dome. They beat anyone yeah, in the dome. No, that's true. So whatever, maybe that is concerning. I don't know. And, I don't know. And, what to think. The ACC is weird. And that loss is now now they're in danger of missing a bowl. That last right. game they're going to need for bowl eligibility, and it's going to be a night. I can't. I just. Man, I, I I know we're gonna lose that game, and I just I don't even I don't even care about NC State anymore. I just know okay. we're gonna All lose right, that game. Good. All the right, whole so season. seven and five, I guess. Eight and four is out. Okay. <laughs> the whole season's gonna gonna just be a big waste of time after that game. Um, no, but but it'll be interesting. Um, obviously the uh, you know NC State. Um, so wait, did I did I screw this up? Who did NC State play last week? Matt, they played Clemson in, in probably right. the the actual biggest uh, the second biggest so, game. All of right, that, all right, that's right. I get of the I got, ACC. I got confused. Um, 
And what, what did we say last last week that uh, United States State would kind of get exposed? I think you and I yep. both, both yeah, agreed we that they were overrated. That. We were all over that. Um, and in actuality, that they actually led for most of the game. Um, they had a, a pretty good chance to win, you know, in the fourth quarter. They didn't they didn't get it done. Um, but now I don't know what to think about IC State. Um, don't I come don't to know, us on, I on, any, got the... on any teams because we don't know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think that's the, the, that's the real takeaway here is we've been wrong across the board the entire year. Well, you've been more wrong. I, I was wrong last week about everything. That's true. But, yep. Matt, I was a, it was a bye week. What do you, what do you want from me? That's true. Bye weeks are weird. Uh, again, I think that the from what we saw the NC State game, I think we caught, what, the second half? But it seemed to me a little bit like the BC-Clemson game in the sense that, you know, they were right there. But from what we saw, I never really felt like they were – uh, threatening, it seemed like, and obviously Clemson had that, you know, 80 yard touchdown run, which was similar to kind of how they broke the floodgates open against us in the fourth quarter. Um, we'll get into this in a bit, but I think, you know, there's a lot of Clemson, uh, NC State's year rather that mirrors us, you know, suspiciously, uh, perfectly. So, you know, again, I, I don't know what I expected out of that game. I don't know if I expected them, you know, to put up less of a fight than they did, but, uh, overall, it doesn't really change my opinion of, of either of them. All we really know now is that this is really Clemson's last big test. Again, I'm not going to count Florida State as a test at all, obviously. Um, so Clemson's going to win the Atlantic yet again. Yep. They will probably play Miami in the uh, in the title game, assuming yep. Miami doesn't have a collapse if they have not already clinched. Uh, so that'll be exciting, assuming especially if, if Miami keeps winning out, because then that will become a problem. I mean, sure, it right? will a, be, a, yeah. a play-in if, game. If right? Unless, Notre Dame. Right, yeah, there's no so, way they come in with one loss and, and get in, so. Right, yeah, I, I, you can't have two, especially with Wisconsin. Right. You know, right, right, and now, right. There's, now there's Oklahoma too. Much good too. Teams on the table. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, so, I mean, it'll be it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, yeah, I, I think the winner of that definitely gets gets the one spot, you know, from the ACC. Assuming that Miami is even, you know, I think if Miami loses to Notre Dame and then they knock off Clemson. I, I don't know. It'd well, there's a good chance. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's absolutely. Again, we talked about this last week too. There's a, absolutely a good chance that no ACC teams get get in. Um, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't seem that far fetched. It's like really that's two probably things the recipe right there. Yeah. Yep. One um, loss, one loss, one loss, Miami, and and then Clemson loses the championship, or one loss the rest of the way. Which again, I don't know who they're playing, but is obviously all right, possible. So I guess with all that said, and you know, and I was anyway, but I was just thinking uh, now we have to root for Miami over over Notre Dame. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all. Strength, it takes. The strength, strength, the schedule yep, aside. That's all. It takes. You have to. Um, the only other game I want to touch on for, again, it's the last one of the ACC, but just want to give a quick shout out to UVA, uh, beat Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech. Everyone's been pretty high on this year. Uh, obviously just due to kind of recent successes and they played a couple teams pretty tough, but, uh, again, strike the schedule is the name of the game. We destroyed UVA and they came out and bit a, you know, beat a, uh, you know, a good, a good coastal team. So I'll take it where we can get it. I think it just reiterates our point that we would, uh, every single year, compete very hard for a coastal championship and it's too bad that we're paired up against uh you know three of the three of the best teams in the acc every year oh i thought i thought making excuses like that was was complacent we, we should fire coach adazio it's not it's not complacent i'm just, you play, I'm just directly quoting you from week four but you play who you play i'm just saying it would be nice to play an easier schedule that's not an excuse uh that doesn't excuse us us not winning it would be nice though to to win an acc to get to an acc championship game once every three years then why don't we drop down to fcs Again, I'm quoting you. So uh, because the ACC is, I hate you so much, and you're getting <laughs> off track. But the ACC is not FCS. I think you know that. Uh, anything else? Anything else from these games, or you want to move to due to the week? No, I, I think that 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 covers it. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to be Clemson, just like everyone thought. It's going to be Miami. You know, we thought it was, it was going to be Virginia Tech, but you know, you know, who knows? But you know, it's Clemson's division, in my opinion, still 
to lose. They control their own destiny, obviously being, you know, ranked in the top four as is. So as long as they take care of business, uh, we'll have an ACC team in there. So we'll take And that's that. kind of the name of the game, right? You just don't want to make this, especially with Daz coming out at the start of the year saying ACC is hands down the best conference in the country. The last thing we want is to not get a team in this year. So let's hope for the best. Right. Hey, speaking of Daz, um, we're jumping around here. So what's next? Due to the week? This what's is, the due uh, to the week? Okay, all right. So my, my due to the week is going to be, you know, it, it, it will be Daz, I guess. But really, <laughs> it's going to be the uh, the Eagles uh, that did a great job. This is all per Coach Adazio. The Eagles did a great job this week catching up on their studies, um, oh, which good. I think is an important. So so those are my dudes there. Um, if you know anything student, about me. Student comes first. Student exactly. Athlete. That they're, 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 there's a reason they're called student athletes and the student comes first. Actually, I have that written down here, Matt. Ah, sorry, I'm Matt. Glad just, I'm glad you said that. Yep. Um, if you know anything about me, it's, you know, it's how seriously I took my studies. So um, certainly appreciate that from the Eagles. Um, I also get a kick out of, out of imagining Daz, you know, tutor, tutor these guys on, on, you know, with their calculus homework that I get a kick out of that, Matt. Yeah, so, no, I, I get a feeling, by the way, your man crush Ty Schwab is not the, uh, not the smartest when it comes to the books, and that's no doubt uh, that he's a phenomenal football player. I just get the feeling like he's the guy in a library who's uh, shooting a lot of spitballs. That's my I, guess on Ty Schwab. He does seem like a big bully, doesn't he? Yeah, big time. <laughs> in a good way, in an endearing way, but yeah, big time. All right, why don't you go ahead with, with your due to the week? Yeah, so again, bye week obviously uh, gives the assistant coaches plenty of time to get out on the recruiting trail. So my due to the week is going to be the son of former Heisman Trophy winner Ron Dane, uh, JV and Dane. Uh, we offered him a scholarship this past week for running back, uh, again, son of the former Heisman winner. BC is notorious for famous kids, I feel like, and maybe every school is, and, and we just realized it because we kind of only focus on this BC bubble. Uh, but off the top of my head, just coming up with this notes here, we have the Karate Kids kid. Uh, Joe Testator's kid is coming, I think, next year. Yep. Steve Mariucci had a daughter that went to BC, I believe. Uh, obviously, a Lupica son. Uh, Boomer Esiason's son. I mean, many, many, many others. There's a lot of famous uh, BC parents. So having Ron Dane join the family would be would be phenomenal. And the thought of Ron Dane's son shoving Joe Tessitore's son in a locker all season. Um, yeah. By the way, Joe Tessitore's son is a kicker. That's like the most perfect yes. position of all time. Like Joe Tessitore's son was meant to be a kicker. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No so knock on Joe Tess. BC guy. Those great, guys. great voice, but yeah. And by, and by the way, on the basketball side, Matt, uh, Vin Baker the second. Vin Baker, absolutely can't forget so, him. Yeah, so yeah, looking forward better. to all these, all these, you know, young, young, uh, famous athletes uh, coming to the heights in Completely the next couple agree. of years. And yeah. that was, and that was, I think, a really good embodiment both of us of a bye week due to the week. There's just uh, not too much to go on. So thank you for putting up with us. And with that, <laughs> let's roll into uh, let's roll into Duda Poot. <laughs> um. So, so I guess on that note, uh, I'll start with my pood. Um, you know, the bye week, I, I, I'm a BC fan, Matt. I don't know if anyone knows that. I'm a, I'm a big BC guy. I love to watch the guys. Um, you know, it is a stress-free, stress-free Saturday when, when they're not playing. But I just I miss those guys. So that's kind of my pood. Um, everyone knows that bye week equals brunch week. So we had to go to brunch on, on Saturday. Um, so don't ask me about, about the noon kickoffs, Matt, because I, I miss those. So um, I, well, I miss those, miss those games. Uh, let the let the record show, by the way, that my initial brunch recommendation was for eleven forty five, and you got upset because that was too early for you to come in for New Jersey, so I had to push it back to one fifteen. So I my issue wasn't with the, for you. It there. wasn't with the time. It was with it was with the place, and it was with you know. I, listen, Matt, it, it is what it is. That place got it. rave reviews. I, I know, me. I know you're from the I know entire group, but okay. I know you're a brunch guy. I know you're a brunch guy. 
Um, but, but that's my pood. Um, bottomless sangria. That's a, that's kind of a, a dude within the poo there. Um, <laughs> kids up good things about that. Yeah. We're uh, wine guys. Everyone knows that. So that's good. <laughs> that's my pood. Uh, do you want me to get, yeah, I, no, actually, why don't you, why don't you go ahead? My dude sure, sort of ties into some football. So, okay. Yeah. I'll mix my, my, my dude is going to be, again, it's, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday night Maction. Maction is back. Uh, I'm not a huge matching guy in and of itself because, you know, I'm not like a big gambler or anything like that, which I feel like is the real lord of matching. Uh, but I am a huge fan of football in general and just having football on as much of as much of uh, the week as possible. So getting midweek football, I think they have what they definitely have Tuesday and Wednesday night. And then we have an ACC game uh, this Thursday. So football is is back uh, on every day of now the calendar. Uh, basically from now through probably what the end of the year. So that's yeah. my dude is just having football on seven days a week. As, so, as soon as baseball ends, as soon as the world series ends, action slides right in there and takes up every imaginable weekday slot that they can. I, I love it. You can't have enough football. Um, all right. So my, my dude then of the week, Oh no, shoot. Your my dude, dude this week, your dude this week. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so <laughs> this story, uh, broke, uh, I guess a few hours ago. Um, so Dave Doran accused uh, Dabo Sweeney of improper laptop use on the sidelines of the uh, of the NC State Clemson game last weekend. Um, so I guess just you know my dude in all that is you know Doran is a the most hated guy alive because you can't go after you can't go after Dabo. Dabo is like Dabo's the most, a tough guy to go after. Yeah. He's like the most respected you know not only coach but he's just a great you know human being. Uh, that's just not a good idea to go after him. So. Um, a lot of a lot of momentum on our side. Everyone's against Dave Doran, um, and also you can try to accuse Daz of of you know improper laptop use, but I'm not sure that guy knows how to operate any type of machinery. So um, I, I think we're in the clear there. So so that's my dude. I think we're we're hitting NC State at, at the right time from a PR standpoint. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I will say credit to Dabo. It's a little bit of a uh, kind of Belichickian response. It's you know I think I think from his perspective, he needs to take that. Uh, you know, it's a huge sign of respect from other ACC coaches that he's being accused of just these nefarious activities on the sideline, like, you know, knocking down their communications equipment. Uh, what was the other Belichick one that he made CBS scene intentionally put a big TV uh, only so his sideline could see yes. it? So just anything basically that goes wrong or, or anything that you suspect is not 1000% on the up and up. It's like ghost story. So again, congrats on Dabo for reaching that status in the ACC. Hopefully that'll be Daz in a few years, but uh that that is uh, that is yet to be seen. My pood is is going to be again related to uh, kind of the ACC, but also college football in general. Just the fact that it's a four game playoff still. Uh, I think a lot of people have been saying, especially this week and the past week, with you know, there's been a lot of teams kind of bunched in the top ten. At this point, it just should be an eight team playoff. Uh, make it the Power Five winners plus three at large bids. I, I just don't see anybody who's upset with that or complaining about that. Yeah, it's one extra game, and I know that's the whole NCAA's you know, hill they want to die on is like these kids need to get back to class, but everyone knows that's BS. Uh, if they could squeeze another, you know, couple hundred million out of it or whatever the TV deal would be for another round of playoff games, uh, that's a no brainer for them. It's obviously a no brainer for the fans. Obviously the coaches will like it or, or many coaches will like it because it does give them an extra week of practices. Yeah. It gets them a little tired, more physical for the championship. But, uh, and then really from our perspective, from the BC perspective, you know, I think that's kind of the change that we need to get ourselves a serious shot to actually, uh, you know, make this make this tournament. I think that right now, from a Boston College perspective, maybe it's strength of schedule, whatever, or just kind of general uh, national perspective on our, on our side. But I think we would basically need to be undefeated in order to get in. Whereas, you know, I think there's there's a, a you know not a not a bad opportunity for us to win the ACC in the next couple of years. 
uh, especially with the way the conference is turning and the way we've been playing with our young talent. But for us to get in with with one or, or two losses is obviously, I think, going to be uh, a much bigger challenge, if not impossible. So giving us that auto bid from winning the ACC would be, you know, huge and, and kind of make everything matter a little bit more. So not only just for us, but for college football fans, for kind of every team in the country. That's my poon is that it's still a four game playoff. Let's let's move that to eight. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a if not a when. Or other way around, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's absolutely. A not an if. There's too much money uh, involved, right? They're leaving so much money on the table by giving up another round of playoff games. I mean, that would, right. that would, you know, and at the end of the day, money is what's going to move Mark Emmert's decisions at the, uh, you know, head of the NCAA. That's true, but there's just a ton more hoops you got to jump through in college. Remember how long it took them to, to actually, you know, come out with the, the four game playoff. So um, I, I think that, you know, if Wisconsin gets snubbed or, or a, you know, a big, a big name school like that, um, you that's going to be what you need. That'll help move the needle. And, you're going to you know, need it. We're probably you know, a couple and, years away still, but um, right. And you're obviously, and the, you know, by the time they announce it, it'll take probably whatever four years to implement it. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's never going to happen to a team like Notre Dame because they'll always get the benefit of the doubt. But you need a snub like that, uh, or you know, again, a Michigan or an Ohio State. So you need you need someone big to to move the needle. Yeah, just as a college football fan, I can't. I, can't, I mean, they should they should just do sixty-four teams. Why not, Matt? Let's all play. <laughs> Let's do like a five-week regular season and then just let everyone in. I'm in. I think that would I'm be in. phenomenal. <laughs> all right, uh, what do we got next, Matt? Is it? Are we already on Wolfpack time? Yeah. So again, bye week. Bye week was a quick, uh, quick intro. So let's just dive right into the Wolfpack here. Uh, I'll kick it off with with some fun facts. Don't have a ton here. I'm sure we might have some overlaps now, here, but, you, but who you knows? You always say that. You always say I don't have a ton. Then you say six in a row. I don't. I, don't, I, I have, love I have, this. I have, I have two, and they're specific to uh, the Wolfpack and kind of where they came from. So they're yeah, obviously yeah, – No, 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 no. no. I, my, I have one, and it's specific to, to the Wolfpack. So – All right. I'll do specific to the to the colors then. Okay. So right, everyone, knows, everyone knows they are currently red and white. Uh, originally their colors were pink and blue, pink and blue. Yep. And then brown and white. So a couple weird colors there coming, uh, coming out of NC state. And I think the other one, I, I know that you're going to, uh, I know what it is. So you can just, you can run with it. Hey, thanks, Matt. Um, you know, there is more than one website out there that, that you can, that you can look, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do the first one. It would be great if you just, you, you pick the second. I'll Google start result. digging a little deeper for you. Yeah. No worries. The nickname Wolfpack, uh, was first used in reference to the football team. When a, a letter was written to the school paper complaining that the football players were as unruly as a pack of wolves, um, I think that was back in the 1920s, and it just stuck, Matt. Well, you know what, Matt? It almost didn't stick because in World War II, uh, some folks on the board were a little concerned with the uh, wolf pack kind of connotation to the German U-boats, so they wanted to change it. But uh, I guess the wolf pack won out. And then the other note on the on the uh, wolf pack, their former nickname is pre-wolf pack were the Farmers, the Mechanics, the Aggies, and the Techs. Uh, farmers would have been good, NC State Farmers. I think it would have been fitting for Tobacco Road, but Wolfpack, I think, is definitely a little bit more ferocious. Yeah, that sounds like a, like a redneck uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, no, that's it. That's kind of the, that's the big four right there. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, all right, any, any else? Any, do you have any other ones? That's um, all I had. Again, I, I wanted to, you know, these past couple of weeks, I wanted to leave these a little bit light to – uh, you know, let you, no, I don't want to steal your shine anymore. So I wanted to only like, come in with a couple uh, and let you run with it. But obviously, we've uh, we've collided yet again. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to uh, the notable alum, um, Matt. I get, I'm doing some googling here, uh, real quick before this segment. So why don't you why don't you go first and just take your take your time with this one? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how much I can drag this out with only uh, my first overall pick. It's a big one. Uh, he did not officially graduate, but he is, uh, you know, obviously a household name. Very funny guy. Zach Galifianakis uh, attended NC State. Again, did not graduate, but 
we don't really care about your degrees here. We just care about if there's any affiliation to the school at all so we can put you on a top six list. The other thing I'll say, and so surprised it's taking you a little bit of time to come up with some people here, another bad alumni. And the ACC has been so hit or miss. We've had some really good schools. Florida State obviously was awesome. I think Virginia was good. Uh, but for the most part, the alumni in the ACC, outside of Boston College, too, our list is phenomenal. Uh, but the alumni has been horrible. So we're in another pretty bad week here. So uh, bear with us while we scrap together a, a pretty week six. Uh, again, these would be in the class of what I think Virginia Tech and Louisville had some other bad ones. So uh, not our best, but. I guess that's that's the responsibility that's on our shoulders is always trying to find six entertaining folks. That's right. Um, and yeah, it's 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 funny if we were to do some analytics and, and look at the ones the people that actually graduated versus the ones that didn't. I would say barely any of these guys actually made made it out. And yeah, it's rare. To, it's, it's rare to graduate and also make it on our alumni list. I don't know which what is, the correlation which is. Which is interesting. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, with my number in the in the two hall, um, I'm going to go with Scotty McCreary. Um, who was a, he's just a, a delightful, uh, young country singer. Um, you know, American Idol guy, uh, just kind of an all American guy. Uh, he, he's, he's just, um, you know, just a, a, a good singer. Uh, seems like a, a great guy. Um, and he's, he's a wolf pack, Matt. So that's, that's my two hole. That didn't go as well as I was hoping. Um, my three hole, Matt, uh, I'm going to go with Philip Rivers. Um, and Philip Rivers, obviously, you know, quarterback them for, uh, you know, and he was he was great. And now, you know, has done good things for the Chargers, um, but except for win games. Uh, but people don't realize how weird Phil Rivers is. Like, I, I don't think his family uses electricity. Uh, he has like 14 kids. Um, not sure what 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 went wrong. Um, you know, after he graduated NC State, he just became a you know very strange guy. Um, but he's just one of those guys that. Um, you know, I always get a, get a kick out of, uh, you know, because people don't know the backstory, man. He's just, he's just one of those guys that, um, he, yeah, he's throwing footballs around and oh yeah, he has 14 kids when he goes home. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in, in general, I, I think we usually frown upon putting, uh, putting football players on this list, but I will definitely make an exception for Philip Rivers. Uh, obviously anytime you can have 14 kids, that's an accomplishment. He could basically field, he could field, uh, an entire offensive side of the football. Uh, and, and Matt, get and, this, they'd probably, they'd probably be better at. Uh, one possession games than the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, it's hard. Also, not. the it's also the, worse. the L.A. Chargers. Also, the L.A. Chargers that play in front of ten thousand fans. But right. Uh, anyways, that's that's West Coast football for you. My third overall pick here. Uh, I'm going to go with a man by the name of John Tesh. So he is a uh, famous pianist and composer. Uh, his m- most famous hit is Round Ball Rock, which is better known as the NBA on NBC theme from the late '90s which I think we'd all agree is probably the best um, sports television theme song of all time. A couple other uh, competitors to that list that I would just say, and we're getting sidetracked a little bit here, ESPN on NHL, phenomenal. Uh, MLB on Fox before they changed it to using the NFL on Fox. Uh, and then the CBS NCAA. So you can look those up on your, uh, on your spare time. But I think Round Ball Rock, NBA and NBC is, is a runaway. Uh, also inspired the Heart of a Champion song by Nelly. Which of course sampled Round Ball Rock, so that's my uh, that's my fourth overall pick there. Good one, and, man. Yeah, thank you. And for the and for the fifth overall pick here, I'm gonna go with uh, Tab Ramos. Oh, he is, yeah, he's a soccer player. He's one of those guys. Bad. And if you 
We're in trouble you, on number six here. I'll tell you what, but why don't you keep going? Do you want to take Tab Ramos? I can. I have a couple others in the holster here. If you want to, if you want to steal him. No, that's all right. Keep going. I'll, I'll just keep googling here. Okay, just keep keep on googling. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tab Ramos is one of those guys, kind of you know, big name in U.S. soccer. I think if you talk to any casual soccer fan uh, in their late twenties, early thirties, and ask them to name five U.S. soccer players. Tab will will always be on that list, so uh, definitely shout out to that guy. And I'm going to turn it back to you for the six and, and hope for the best here. Isn't he uh, one of the favorites to uh, replace or to become the USA head coach? Did he put his name in, no it's, uh, for the for the presidency or for coach? No, we're talking USA soccer. Coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. One of the one of those one of those players from one of those '90s teams put their name in to be the U.S. soccer president. Uh, oh, oh, I don't know really? if he did coach as well. So yeah, hopefully we get more tab in our in our lives in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so I just got to say something here. Oh, man, we're, we're, we're live on air. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have I have Jericho Cotri, um, but that's not going to get it done, is it? Two Matt? football players. I mean, uh, it's, you know, whatever. It's all right. Um, uh, hold on. Let me see what this guy did. Oh, John Edwards. How about that, Matt? John, Ed- John, John Edwards. Edwards. Yep, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, and also, yeah, hold on. Let me click on him. We're going to have to cut some of this probably, Matt. John Edwards. Uh, John not Edwards. A, not a great guy, I think. No, and what did he do? He was the governor of South Carolina? Yeah, and then he was a uh, uh, vice presidential candidate, and then it turned out that his wife had like really bad cancer, and then he started having an affair on his wife while she had cancer. So actually bad guy, uh, but that's still a good pick, and maybe it's a bellwether for, uh, for how NC State's going to perform against us. Just, I don't know, being well, bad, I don't know. Yeah, I know. That yeah. reminds me a lot of, of Dave Doran and some of his uh Sure, his not a bad guy, there. right? Bad guy. Um, also, did Ashton, Dave, did Dave Doran, meet, did Dave, did Dave, is Dave Doran, uh, did he have an affair? Is that on the record or are we just going to go say, allegedly Matt. there? No, he just seems like a bad guy though, doesn't okay. he? Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, we're, okay. just sla- we're just slandering people. Cool. Um, yeah, so, all right, let's get out of this segment. Matt, what do you have, <laughs> what do you have for the tailgate ratings? So let's just jump right into the tailgate ratings. So <laughs> this is a humongous game. Uh, this is... You know, and and it's the luxury of us now actually playing good football. They're, uh, you know, a good football team too. Certainly is hurt by the fact they've coming off of two straight losses. Obviously, two good losses, but you know, even a, a single win there would probably have them in the top fifteen, uh, if not top twenty for sure. Um, but the other negatives here: it's a noon kickoff, which is too bad. Again, I think they were a win away from getting this to a three thirty game, uh, and it's also going to be freezing cold. The forecast is, I think, in the low thirties, um, which. You know, hopefully it's good for us on the field because we're playing a bunch of Southern guys, but uh, not good for the tailgate scene. It is football weather, but that's a little too cold football weather. So because it's still a big game, I'm going to say 21.4, but that number could easily be much higher. That seems low. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of negative there's a lot of negative factors here. Simple as that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of positives. I mean, the game's coming off a the team's coming off a three game win streak. Four if you include the bye, which I do. Yeah, we killed Um, them. Absolutely. you know, it's it's you know really the first time it's the first you know ranked opponent that uh, we have a chance to beat. You know, as, as good as the three previous wins were, we, we still way, just a, beat just a ranked a, opponent. Just a note there, there. So where are they ranked? Because they're not ranked in the college football playoff. But are we going tw- off AP? They're twenty three, right? Not in the yeah. I saw that they're twenty three, but I don't know where that's from because they're not ranked in the latest college football rankings. Really? Wow, they they really dropped. That just huh? came out tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that stinks, and that's just that's kind of how it shapes out. Like Louisville was just. Barely right. not ranked. Right. UVA, same thing. Florida State is Florida State, but um, no. But I, I think that um, 
you know, I, I think that energy will be obviously really high. Um, I think I, I'm calling this kind of the jump back, the official jump back on the bandwagon game. You know, people figured out that we just smoked Florida State, and now they're excited to, you know, come back for, you know, a, a Saturday game and, and all that. So um, I have this at 26.9, Matt, and this is the last home game, so I, I'm just going to leave it all on the, on the field here. Uh, 26.9 is, is my official ranking. Um, I do think, you know, the 12 o'clock kickoff, while expected, um, I don't think it's the worst thing. You never want a night game when it's, you know, 40 degrees outside either. So, um, you know, I, I think it, people will get there early and, uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, shake the rust off early and, and, and really jump down their throats. Hopefully, I, I hope it's a sellout. It really should be. It won't be, but I, I wish that it would be. So um, one quick uh, one, one quick stat boy here. I was wrong. They are 23rd in the college football playoff rankings. They are not in the AP 25. Uh, and then they're 24 in the coaches. So they drop from the from the AP. I think it's the other way around. I'm looking at it right now at ESPN.com. All right. Well, okay. You probably write that. <laughs> I got it. Uh, and the other thing it's, I'll say, too, is, is you know, my – obviously, again, the noon is fine. What I love, and especially now that we're in daylight savings time, which that was a bad job by neither of us making that our food because daylight savings time is horrible. Uh, but the daylight savings time – We gained an hour. Results in, this, is the, this is the good one where you get an extra hour. No, because then it's dark at like 4 o'clock. That's horrible. Everyone hates that. Oh, I see. Yeah, I guess yeah. It's, it's good and bad. But yeah. the good thing is for football, if you have a 3 o'clock game, all of a sudden it feels like a night game at halftime. So it always makes for a cool atmosphere. Uh, but obviously we won't get to enjoy that uh, this weekend. So uh, I think I think our scores are fair. I think I could have gone higher, and you probably could have gone lower. So it is what it is. We'll meet in the middle. All right. Uh, as far as the actual the football goes, you know, the matchup itself and, and sort of what to watch for, um, Daz probably summed it up the best. Um yeah, NC State is really good on defense. They have electric playmakers, and the quarterback is making a lot of plays. Put it all in a bag and shake it up, and you've got a good football team. Um, so it sounds like Daz is just really prepared uh, for, for, for this matchup. Um, <laughs> did we write? Did we write his his answers for this press conference? That sounds like a recap that we had. Like, yeah, you know they got funny? some guys on one side. Like, I think they have a mobile quarterback, but who knows? The transcripts on his press conferences are so terrible, but it really doesn't sound that bad. Like odd and like real live version. Like when he, he talks, has a very he has a very uh, he has a very speaking way of speaking. If that makes any sense at all, like he doesn't no. speak properly at all. He doesn't speak properly at all. He just kind of has a lot of dazzisms that work well when you're talking, but on paper uh, they really don't come out looking very good at all. Yeah, tell you what, I'm just again just to touch on from last episode. I'm happy that we made it through the week without you know losing him as our coach. So um, <laughs> it's yeah, a win for exciting. you. Yeah, I can let him. He can say whatever he wants in those pressers, Matt. Um, you know, obviously NC State is is you know they they've gotten a lot of hype uh, preseason all year long. They have every year, by the way. That's every year for the last decade. Yeah, it's, but this, it's sickening. This, this is the closest they've come to actually. Sure, back no, it absolutely, up. no question. Um, you know, they have three key playmakers. They have uh, uh, the guy Chubb. Um, yep. who's one of the best DNs in the, in the country. Uh, they have Jalen Samuels, who's like this Percy Harvin type, do, do everything. He's a receiver. He's a running back. He probably throws the ball too. Who knows? A poor man's um, Jeff Smith. Yeah, there you go. And then uh, they have a quarterback, Ryan Finley, who, who BC kind of ate up last year, uh, but he's having a pretty solid year. He hung you know 350 yards on Clemson last week, uh, which is obviously impressive. So, so they're, they're coming in. Um, you know, This is a pretty talented football team, probably the best – team we've played all year with the exception of Clemson, Matt. Notre Dame. Too, and, and, and yeah. Notre Dame. And Notre Dame. So yeah, um, you can make this, the Vatek argument too, but yeah, no, they're very good. Yeah, no, I mean this is the last three wins have been great, but this is uh this, this is the the real test that mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what we're dealing with here with this BC team. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, again, I think, you know, there's a few factors that are working in our favor. Uh, Finley, for as good as he is, is non-mobile. Uh, based on everything we've seen this year, that bodes well for us. We've been eaten alive, uh, game in, game out, by mobile quarterbacks. Um, our run defense, obviously, and then I guess our mobile quarterback defense has gotten a little bit better over over previous weeks. But I mean, you just look at you know look at like what Lamar did. Obviously, we ended up winning that game, but he still ran for like literally 800 yards on us. So uh, nice to have someone in the pocket. The downside there is that Landry right now is I don't know if he's official what his official status is, but you know he's basically questionable. Uh, didn't practice. It sounds like yeah, it sounds like he hasn't been practicing. I'd be surprised right. to see him out there, unfortunately. So it would be a huge loss, you know, for for a couple of reasons. Obviously, you know, he's just a huge talent, uh, and you want him out there. But the second reason is is that you know, obviously, when he is that good, he requires additional attention, opens up, uh, you know, holes for some of our other guys to shine through. Having said that, they played the line played awesome uh, against Florida State, you know, without him last year uh, last week. So you know, there's definitely still some optimism there. Uh, obviously on the other side of the ball, Chubb is phenomenal on the D line, but at the same time, our offensive line has been playing very, very well in this three or four game stretch. So, um, you know, it is what it is. There's a lot of good pieces that they have, and there's a lot of, you know, good pieces on our side that balance it out nicely. So I actually think it's going to be a very good game. Again, the other note I have is that, you know, Dave Doran is accused, uh, of cheating with laptops or other way around. Yeah. Um, and then they have a very similar resume to us, like I said earlier. I mean, I think they, you, know, you look at their losses, they have losses to, uh, you know, Clemson and Notre Dame. Both games, I think, were pretty similar. Uh, Notre Dame ended up kind of blowing them out. Clemson, they hung with, and then Clemson opened the floodgates in the fourth quarter. They've beaten who they needed to beat, in, uh, who they need to beat so far. They, I think, were a little tighter with Florida State than we were, but obviously that was early in the year when Florida State was playing a little better. So uh, overall, I think that, you know, and the line of them being three point favorites, NC State being three point favorites, you know, I think from a Vegas perspective is fair only because they're a rank, you know, a ranked team. Um, but in the big picture, I think that should be much closer to even, if not us, by you know, a point or so by the way we're playing. But um, quick, overall, quick gambling, quick gambling yeah, note: uh, they're uh, they're four and five against the spread. We are six and three. Um, and, and, and we're on guy. a six game winning streak, I think. Yeah, you're probably right. I think we're yeah, it. we're we're red hot. So yeah, absolutely, actually, yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll start getting the respect we need. But overall, I think they're very similar to us. I think the fact that they're ranked, you know, so high is and they're so much higher than us is um, not necessarily indicative. I also think, by the way, just to go a little bit uh, off topic on the prediction side, but if we win, I do think we get some votes. I don't think we get ranked, but I think we get some votes. Uh, maybe. I, I don't know about that. I, I think it would have helped. It would have helped if NC State pulled off a win the last two weeks. Exactly. That that's, what I was, so. that's what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, you know, as you mentioned, the key to the game is, is, you know, containing Chubb. Um, you know, hopefully they can, maybe they could tuck him in the old waistband there, Matt. Get it? Uh, uh, I see what you did there. Yep. <laughs> um, no, BC is, uh, is number six in the country in, in sacks allowed. Um, which I think bodes well. I mean, obviously this this young group has, has stepped up huge uh, against the likes of, of Florida State and, and the rest of the top D's that they played. Um, one other note, uh, you know, NC State does most of its damage through the air. Um, our our defense, Matt, has allowed the fewest penalty yards per game in the country. We only allow 30 yards Very yards per game. That's an Adazio um, coach team right there. Very it's incredible. Start to and, and, and I give a ton of the credit to the secondary. I mean, that's that's really why they've been – so good. I mean, you see, pass, pass, defensive pass interference is like, it's just such a, it's a drive sustainer in college mm-hmm. football. You know, you see that all the time. And the fact that these guys. Florida State, by to, the way, gave that. Florida State gave us a million of them on exactly. you know, Fridays ago. It was uh, huge. 100%. So um, give those guys a, a ton of credit, you know, the back four there. And, and hopefully they can get a couple picks. Finley loves to, to throw picks. So 
um, you know, that'd be a good way to, to, to get ahead early. And Just a note, Finley loves to throw picks against us. He's only been picked off three times so far this year, but we got him twice last year. So hopefully that trend comes back. Again, he has not faced Lucas Big Swinging Dennis yet this year. So uh, I like where we're at there. That's right. And he threw a pick last week, Matt. So that wasn't completely out of nowhere. So, he did. Um, the, the only other thing here is, I mean, they allowed a, a couple huge runs to Clemson last week. Um, so I'm thinking between between Dylan, um, you know, the Smiths, whether, whether it be Thad or, or Jeff, um, you know, there, there's there's certainly some room to run there. Um, and last note on Chubb. If Chubb, Chubb does this thing where he, he keeps stealing towels, um, and he, he yeah, kept trying honestly, to steal. Yeah, what's that about? Yeah, he, he stole uh, Kelly Bryant's towel last week. And it's just, I don't know, I, I guess he does it, you know, every game, and he's trying to, I, I, man, I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but I, I just, all I want in the world is for him to try to steal Anthony Brown's towel. And I want it to be A.J. Dillon. I want A.J. Dillon to come out of nowhere and just deck him. Hopefully That'll at the end the of the right game, because I don't want him to get ejected, obviously. But, yep. um, you know, that guy just needs to be plowed into the turf. That's all, Wait, I, that's you know all I want. Even if we lose by a million, as long as someone does that, I'll be happy on Saturday. You know, I just can't say I'm surprised. This is a Dave Doran coach team through and through. <laughs> uh, just a lot of bad character guys across the board. I assume Dave Dorn. I'm really running with this laptop story, I, by the way. If Dave Dorn's like a nice guy, I take it all Dave back. Dave Dorn has no seems integrity. Seems like a bad guy. Well, hey, if we get sued, I mean, that's not a bad way to get some publicity here, true, Matt. So, true. <laughs> um, if, Dave Dorn, if you're listening to this, you're actually a bad person. So come <laughs> not even allegedly. Now. Feel free to sue us. <laughs> all right, let's hit him with the predictions. All right, be- before I give you my prediction, our, our head of analytics – um, and shout out to PT and the Gib Dog. Uh, download their podcast. But our head of analytics, uh, they, they, by the way, they, they cover all things uh, Boston sports, specializing in the Celtics. Um, highly recommend those guys over there. Best team in the NBA, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Celtics, not the not the not the PT and the Gib Dog. Correct. Um, but our head of analytics um, is is on that podcast. But he went through our predictions, Matt, uh, this season, and concluded that I'm I'm sort of wiping the floor with you. Oh, good. Um, so that's not me saying that. That's that's him that's saying, that's saying Matt, Matt, I noticed that you're, you're kind of wiping the floor with number two. Um, so with that said, Matt, I'm going to go, and I don't really know what's going to happen with this game, but but I'm thinking it's it's going to be, you know, I think our defense is, is, is you know, going to be up to the challenge here. I think that we're going to hold them to, you know, hopefully in the teens um, and actually – I'll just give you my prediction. How's that, Matt? I think it's going to be 27-18 Boston College. Wow. All right. So this is, uh, once again, we're not too far off, and we do not talk about these beforehand. So this is actually right off the cuff. Uh, I'm very similar, except I think we keep our 30-point streak alive and well. Uh, I think everyone gets a little bit rested up. Brown gets all the way healthy after the bye week. I think our defense does enough to keep them locked down in the teens, like you said. Uh, I'm going with 31-17. to The Adazio train rolls on. Road to eight and four, still a full go, uh, and Music City Bowl really is still is still in the uh, in the eyesights as well. That's our safety ball at this point, Matt. We're we're going for the orange at this point. <laughs> sure, I'm with you. Um, can I change my prediction? I'm going 37-18. How's that? Uh, can you do that? Uh, what's our head of analytics say? Can we get a word on that? Yeah, let me. Yeah, he said I can do it. 37-18. Okay. They're gonna smoke them. They're gonna wipe the floor with them. Let's go, Eagles. All right, I love it. Uh, thanks again for listening. Again, this we try to keep this quick for the sake of. Uh, you're coming off a bye week, but we'll certainly be back next week to talk a lot of everything that went on in between the lines uh, come Saturday at noon. So hopefully for another positive episode, uh, another great performance this coming weekend, and go Eagles. It's always a great day to be a dude.